Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, February 8th, 2021. Holy shit, WandaVision Episode 5. Holy, I, that's, holy shit. They should have named the episode Episode 5. Holy shit. Look, man, I can't I can't be watching this show at midnight anymore because it, it requires too much attention and too much jaw drop, and it keeps me up for 30 minutes to an hour afterwards just thinking. I was up till 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, gee, okay, yeah, I wasn't up that late. <laughs> um, I was up about until like 1.30, 1.45. That's fair. Um, obviously a big drop spoilers at, you know, at the tail end of the intro, uh, I'm just going to jump right into spoilers. Like first word is going to be the spoiler. So if you have not seen it yet, do not listen to this yet. Come back. Um, we're do- talking about that. And then also following WandaVision talk, we reviewed the movie bliss, Amazon prime original, um, starring Owen Wilson and Salma Hayek. Correct. A sci-fi rom-com kind of matrix mixed with a uh, rom-com that you would watch on the Hallmark channel movie. Okay. You like that? I don't think Hallmark would ever get close to anything like this. Oh, you think this is below Hallmark this is, standards? This is like if, if sci-fi and Hallmark had like a baby no one knew about. That's what I'm saying. A mix of sci-fi oh, and Hallmark. But like the sci-fi channel. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's get in the show. <laughs> I don't feel so good. Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Quicksilver has returned. Holy shit. Except he looks a little different. Um, yeah. From the back, he looks the same. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, they had the colored hair. Yeah. Different size, different shaped head. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I'll give you that. (laughs) Um, Evan Peters. Who obviously played – well, I, I shouldn't say obviously. There's probably some people who don't know this. Um, I didn't know this. 
I didn't know his name. I'm terrible with actor names. Up until a few months ago when it was rumored or weeks ago. Evan Peters from Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Um, he has been recast. Well, Petro has been recast yeah. as Evan Peters, potentially. Yeah. With Darcy Lewis even asking. She recast Petro. Very meta. This Fourth show's been me- meta. It's fantastic. It's it's the people in the show breaking down the show. Like the same way the internet is. Yes. Um yeah, man. So there's there's a lot of theories going on here. What they're gonna do, how they're gonna do it. Um, I, I I just want to get your takeaway first because I have some some thoughts, but you're the deep diver on Reddit. So uh, no, I none of your theories are like leaks or anything, right? No, absolutely not. Okay, just theories. Def- yeah, just theories. Make this clear; these are just theories. Aggressively not leaks. Okay, thank you. Um, I have only seen the episodes. Me too. Fuck leaks. Um, holy shit was my first thought. Yeah. <laughs> After that. I hit the brakes a little. Yeah. Feel like we might be getting misled. Me too. Uh, I feel like something else may be going on, but if not, I'm still very excited either way. I, I just we've seen it with Marvel before where it was, oh, he's from another dimension or something. Yeah. And they spun that on us. Yeah. And I wouldn't hold it past them to do it again. Well, they spin everything on it. Like just the way they do, you know, I watched a YouTube video that talked about this when Ragnarok in the trailer with Thor having two eyes and then Thanos with having, you know, when in that trailer when he only had two Infinity Stones in his gauntlet. Remember when Captain America was holding it, but he really had five. And they do like subtle nods here and there in their movies, you know, just to past MCU things and whatnot. Um, I think so. There's there's an important thing that happened in this scene, obviously. So they're arguing Vision and Wanda, which we we're starting completely backwards. We're starting with the end of the episode, then we'll kind of just talk about the whole thing. Fuck it. Um, I laughed audibly when Vision was getting mad, and then he rose into the air, and then he's, Wanda also rose into the air. He's not intimidating. <laughs> he was like pointing at her and it looked like like the grandpa pointing at you like get off my lawn it was not scary i just laughed how they both just like rose in the air like five feet like what was that gonna do <laughs> that's fair <laughs> um no so obviously they're arguing whatnot and then there's a knock on the door and this is where it's important wanda says i didn't do this you don't believe me yep i believe her i believe her too because Jay. the actual shock in her like face when she saw him um I think, you know, there's there's theories now that Wanda is the big bad, um, potentially, like, spinning it. I even watched a video how they were saying maybe Wanda becomes the next Avengers big bad because in the comics she's kind of done that before, and this is, like, the start of that. What? I ain't buying that. Oh, okay. Me neither. Um, I think – I forgot there isn't a camera. I should I should audibly say something <laughs> when I shake my head no. Um, I think there could be something where she is – I think the most likely thing is she's being used or manipulated or misled in some way by some out external force. Um, and so she's kind of bad, but not like full. Like there's going to be kind of like a little scapegoat on why she's being bad. Um, yeah. I, I think – I don't know. I saw a theory how this could be like Mephisto kind of fucking with her and you know throwing uh, Evan Peters in there to kind of fuck with her. Um, I just I, – I don't think it's going to be – I don't think he's going to stick around as like long-term Quicksilver. Um, okay, yeah. But I don't know. So right, because me and Riley were talking about that, and she was like, "Oh, do you think they literally just recast Petro like a Mark Ruffalo type of recast? Like, and they're just gonna kind of pretend it's the same Petro?" And I said, "There's no way. I because if you were just recasting someone, you wouldn't pick the guy who plays the other version of that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very intentional decision. So it's either a very meta kind of just insider joke by them where they're not even going to mention the X-Men and it's just going to be like he's only in the series and he was never real or something. Or maybe they do open up the multiverse and all that shit. I don't think – I don't know. I don't think they're going to do that, but I could be wrong. Yeah, so I 
truthfully, there's two roads to go down here, and I like both of them, mm-hmm. and I can see e- I can see how either of them makes sense. Yeah, it's just which way they want to do it. Yeah, there's the road where this is the new Quicksilver. This is a recast. This is the new Quicksilver. It's from the multiverse, and we're getting X Men. Okay, so it is the multiverse. Okay, and yeah. that's how it is now. And whether that was Wanda or something, this is Quicksilver. This is him moving forward. I maybe it was, maybe it wasn't her, because the theory is like she said in the um, in the show, we can't reverse death. Yeah. So instead of reversing death, she pulled her brother from a different reality there where he's still alive. Yeah. And people were saying like a a big scene in the episode is um, Monica saying like if we have something from the eighties, yeah, it won't change going into the into the hex. Mm-hmm. I believe that version of Quicksilver took place in the eighties. Really? I didn't know The X-Men movies and stuff were all kind of in the past. Okay. So it would make sense to pull something from that time in the 80s to modern day type thing. Okay, yeah. Um, But, so there's that. Or, I think you use the Evan Peters casting. Obviously, Mm -hmm. everyone in the world is going to be like, oh, it's fucking, you know, multiverse. That's what people are going to jump to, X-Men. Yeah. Evan Peters is Mephisto. Oh, okay. You cast Evan Peters as Mephisto. She opens the door. The audience knows that, hey, that's the guy who played Quicksilver. She looks confused. She's like, she yeah. asks, like, Pietro? Like, yeah. you use Evan Peters. He is Mephisto. Everyone thinks that he's going to be Quicksilver, and he plays her brother. Yeah. And then so, throughout the episode, it changes. If that is the direction they go, do you think that is just a meta nod by them that, like, hey, here's the guy who actually played Quicksilver? Yes. It's not so much... Okay. It's not, this is Quicksilver. It's, this is the guy that played Quicksilver pretending to be Quicksilver. Like, just for the shits and giggles. Just to throw everyone off the track. I can see that. Um, One thing that was important that I saw in a video, and it's something that fits the theory that she could have literally, like, plucked another, uh, you know, another Quicksilver from another reality, is one of her things about WandaVision, I guess it's called, she's, um, God, what's the word? There's a word for it where pretty much she can go in between. Because you know how the comic books have all these different universes. And even the MCU is like universe 1999 or whatever. Yeah. She has this ability for whatever reason. I don't know why. That she can go in between these different universes but still be the same Scarlet Witch. Okay. So the theory is um, – I can't believe I can't think of the word right now. It's pissing me off. But So that's that would fit the billing that she would literally be able to go theoretically into the X-Men universe. Say hi to Deadpool or whatever. And then just fucking literally just do manipulate him somehow. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, fuck, I can't think of the word. It's pissing me off. There's a word for it. Like she, it's a special ability that she has, and they have a word for it, but I can't think of it. Um, the other thing I noticed, going off of that, and kind of more convincing, is everyone's theorized that Agnes is Agatha. a witch, mm-hmm. Agatha, and that her husband Ralph is Mephisto. Yeah, or We're, even the blonde girl. Some people have been saying could be. Ignore that for one second. Okay. <laughs> if her husband Ralph is Mephisto, and Mephisto is pretending to be Quicksilver, when she comes in at the start of the episode, she says, "Hi, kids. Auntie Agnes is here." Yeah. Obviously, they could be, oh, "I'm friends with your mom, friends. I'm Auntie Agnes," or it's yeah. because her husband is pretending to be their uncle. Oh. And I feel like that's something Marvel very intentionally would throw in there. She's Auntie Agnes because her husband Ralph, who is Mephisto, is their quote-unquote uncle, Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah, I like this theory a lot more. I think I, I think because they've been teasing the whole multiverse thing, like you said, with Spider-Man, you know, the Mysterio being a multiverse, but not really. Um, 
And that makes sense. It makes because I don't think they would just literally pluck one guy out of the X Men franchise and then be like, okay, now the floodgates are open. I think eventually they are going to do something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't think this is literally. I think like you're saying, I think it's like a meta throw people off the scent, you know, because the whole show is meta, really. Yeah. Um, the the only other thing I can think of is it is technically that X Men version, but it's Mephisto you know, looking like him and then some shit's going to happen. Mephisto can kind of take whatever shape. Yeah. Look how he wants. And then eventually that real Evan Peters Quicksilver will show up with all the X-Men afterwards. See, I don't, I feel like they're going to want to create, like start their own stuff, but I would think so too. From what I was reading or from what I saw, I watched film theory. They did a video about it and they were talking about all the different fun things they could have because like the way the comic books work and how, you know, Marvel could do this is they could technically have, they could bring the X-Men in and like they could maybe bring some of the X-Men in and some recast some new ones. And it could kind of be like they could even bring them into the MCU, but then they also have their own universe. And like they could even do some weird mashups where it's like one thing they mentioned was like Hulk versus like old man Logan or something. Mm-hmm. And like they're just talking about all the different things they could do. It's just kind of like all the comic book rules that they don't really have. You know what I mean? That yeah. they could break. Um, I like your theory, though. Thank you. I like your theory a lot. And I had another point to put on top of that. And I'm just losing my train of thought today. You get some some like uh, vitamin water, get some nutrition <laughs> up there. Um, but it wasn't no shit moment. He was teased. I would be honest. I was as someone who didn't watch the X Men movies. It took a second to click. I was just expecting there to be Doctor Strange standing at the door, and everyone knows I'm a Doctor Strange fan. So like when he knocked on the door, and they were like, "I didn't do this," and I told Ryan, I was like, "Doctor Strange," and then it wasn't <laughs> Doctor Strange. I was like, "Fuck!" So it was actually a letdown for you. Everyone else was hyped. You were like, "I wanted Doctor Strange." <laughs> um. It's interesting, though, what they're going to do with this. I still think there is – there's been too much teasing on the whole front of the Mephisto slash just anything, you know, Agnes, yeah. everything. Um, oh, that's what I wanted to touch on, her whole just breaking character and asking if she wanted to start from the top. Yeah, so that's kind of at the beginning. You know, Agnes comes in, the high kids, whatever, and then she's just like, well, no, you want me to stay here. Yeah. So, like, she's very aware. Yeah. Uh, more so than anyone else there. Mm-hmm. And they, they just continue to make that abundantly clear throughout the episode. So some things I was thinking. Um, it, it's weird how they, they did that and there wasn't like a – I don't know. They did it. It's it just like I was thinking maybe Wanda is losing a little bit of control of the reality because before she would just literally cut that shit or rewind. Yeah. Like Agnes said that and she just kind of like froze. Like she could have easily you know started over. Um and that, you know, that makes me think that maybe Agnes and someone else like Mephisto is kind of controlling this a little bit because she literally, like, kind of told her, like, oh, you want this to start out? Like, you want me to stay? Like, she was kind of, you know, just like they were subconsciously kind of willing in the children and whatnot. It's kind of the same thing where she was almost encouraging yeah, this kind of behavior. And why would she want to be there at that specific time? Obviously, the babies grew up to five, which you nailed. I don't know if that was your original theory, but you talking about that. how you weren't, wouldn't be surprised if they grew you know, to be adults almost by the end of the thing. Like I, I also nailed the uh, the outfit Wanda's out or uh, Monica's outfit, how it didn't change, and that's actually how the, like the outfit is in their reality now. Yeah, and then like they they very much have a scene addressing that. Yeah. in this episode, why did they shoot it? Because it's Kevlar. She went in with a that's bulletproof right. They vest. changed. That's what it was. They changed because the bulletproof vest turned into the pants, which that's how they could keep Vision alive. Is because Vision's corpse went in dead as hell, which we know that she stole from Sword. Yes, they show behind-the-scene footage. I think we're actually going to see that scene in the next two episodes. So she stole his corpse. He goes in. He's revived. He very well could stay alive. Yep. Coming out of it. Now, there also could be the case when all this collapses, you know, he could also, 
you know what I mean? There's a chance that he also collapses or whatever. Yeah. Um, um, one little side theory that, like, I thought someone was going to, like, when they were, I saw a YouTube video and it looked like they were going down this path, but then they went a different path. And I was like, this actually might be, like, something that they could do. I feel like the one, the director of Sword, he's fishy. Oh, he's big He's going to be fishy. a bad guy. He's he's lied to Monica about yeah. the drone having a gun. Yeah. Um, he's looked shady with some other stuff, like talking to Wanda, and Wanda puts all the guns on him specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, he's done some shady shit. He was an asshole to Jimmy. When he was explaining Wanda, and he was like, well, she's a terrorist. And he was like, well, she was part of the Avengers. And he's like, yeah, and look what happened. Like, trying to turn everyone against her for some reason. Well, so, something I was wondering. So, SWORD in the comics stands for... I'm going to have to look this up right now. Surveillance, worldly... I have no Sentient idea. being something. The, in the show, when Monica Rambo episode 4, or episode 3... We're on episode 5, right? Episode 5. So, S- episode 4, Sentient World Observation and Response Department. In the show, episode four, they said, was it Surveillance World? Sentient World Observation. They changed it to Sentient Weapon something something. Theory, this guy, I don't know if he's Mephisto. There might not even be a Mephisto. It might just be this guy. Is he behind this somehow? And he want you know, he's somehow involved. Maybe he made a deal with the devil. Well, a lot. And so a lot of people have been talking about the hexes and yeah. stuff and like what that means. Cause it's been throughout the entire show. It's the, the things AIM, hex. AIM or whatever. Well, aim that that's one theory. But yeah. the other thing is like uh, something has to do with that in his office. Yeah. He has like things the on diplomas. the wall that create a hex and like the carpet, there's hex stuff. So there's shit where like he's, he seems connected to this and it's perfectly, he took over for Monica's mom. Now he's the new guy in charge. He's shady. Is well, and, he, he, and he was the guy in charge as she got dusted. Like, he, he capitalized on a shitty opportunity. Like, uh, yeah. it just seems like there's something else going on there. He makes a deal with the devil. I think Mephisto's still in somehow. I don't know. Maybe he makes a deal with the devil. Hey, maybe Mephisto's not even after the children. Maybe Mephisto's after Wanda and utilizing Wanda's powers to do something, you know. Mm-hmm. And the deal was like, hey, you know, we'll let Wanda steal Vision or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. You get her to have children. We're going to take the children and pretty much create a new Scarlet Witch and, you know, like, try to harvest them as weapons just like Hydra did. Yeah. And then Oh, he, yeah. And then he could do the whole, well, Hydra did it, so we're, you know, we need defense too. And um, they're technically the first mutants in the um, MCU because they were born with their powers. It wasn't something that they, you know, got otherwise. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking these kids might be trying – that guy is trying to use these children. I didn't think about that because we very clearly see her steal Vision's body. And, like, the whole thing was, like, he didn't want to be resurrected. He didn't want to be worked on. Yeah. It looks like they're fucking working on him doing something. Yeah. They're going through a shop. They're obviously creating stuff there. Yeah. What if he is behind this somehow to use these kids as a weapon? Yeah. And the entire theme of the show, so we go back, you know, it's the for the kids or whatever, the the fundraiser, the talent mm-hmm. shows, for the kids, for the kids. They keep saying it. Um, and then you go past that, and it's like, Everything else has been about the kids. Yeah. And they're thinking that Agnes kind of has something to do with that because she's been there encouraging it the yeah. entire time. Absolutely. Um, throughout all of it. So I I really like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, he doesn't have the powers because as far as we know, he, he's just a normal dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But maybe he, like I said, struck a deal with the devil, did something where Mephisto is somehow behind all this reality, encouraging her to have kids, all this stuff. And kind of the trade off is like, hey, you could do whatever – I get these kids. Well, I, I, no, I think Mephisto is controlling him. I think he is going to turn out to be the Mephisto character. Oh, so you're, you're reverting on Evan Peters? Yeah, I, I like that a lot. <laughs> okay. I, I don't. It, it makes a lot of sense. Now we still have to figure out how Evan Peters got there. 
we'll figure that part out. Give me some time. I, I think this guy is the – I don't think they're going to reveal the bad guy, quote-unquote, of this series in the final three episodes. I don't think it's going to be like this completely new thing. Like mm-hmm. Maybe it could be a completely new thing that hasn't been on the screen yet, but there's going to be something that ties into what's already happening. Obviously, Agnes is part of that. But I think it's very well like that's their turn. Like this guy, this sword director. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think honestly, introducing Quicksilver in this episode, that would be the latest they'd introduce the villain. Yeah. So it's either going to be Quicksilver and something connected to him or the fucking head of sword, the Tyler guy. Not appreciating that his name's Tyler either. <laughs> Give me a bad rep. Um, and... It's just interesting. And how is Vision going to take the whole Mephisto? Like, he theoretically, because he doesn't, he said he doesn't remember who he is. He even said, so he doesn't even know what the real, um, can't think of his name all of a sudden. Quicksilver, what's his real name? Evan Peters. No, the, the, Pietro. Pietro. He did, he shouldn't know what Pietro, who, what Pietro looks like, who Pietro is, because his, you know, his memory, he has said he doesn't remember anything before yeah. this. So, because he asked, who is this? Yeah. But but even with that, Wanda was confused. But he shouldn't know. But, like, so that makes me think Mephisto or something. I don't know. Maybe it was a distraction sent by whoever's in charge. Because Vision is pretty much the biggest threat to all this, like, in terms of the operation collapsing. You know, if he finds out and he uses his powers, whatever, to, you know, because he tapped into that one guy's mind. We didn't even talk about that. Norm, Norm yeah. tapped into his mind. And then Norm, you know, said, you know, help me. You know, it hurts, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So Wanda is mind controlling them. That's confirmed. Confirmed. Well, and with that, Disney may have, may have fucked up. Why? I don't know if you've seen this on the board where they had all the pictures and the IDs of people. Yeah, they had a description of this scene taking place. They had that description in episode four. Oh, really? It was Norm Vision awoken. Norm or whatever concerned about his dad wanted to contact his sister. Oh shit! It's it's written like drawn on the bottom of the report. Oh yeah, and shit. people are confused. They're like, Disney doesn't fuck up like this, like. Yeah. There's a clear shot. You can read it. It was in four, and it took, you know, this obviously happened in their 90s or 80s episode. That was during their 70s episode. That's such a small continuity error, though. You know what I mean? It is, but I'm just, Disney does fuck up sometimes. (laughs) You know, so he taps him out and everything. So Vision obviously has powers to kind of overcome this illusion and whatnot. Um, Well, the, uh, the other thing to be concerned about is is Vision makes it very clear. There's no kids anywhere. The whole thing yeah. has been about for the children, for the children, for the children. There's no kids. That's an important thing because that wasn't mentioned for no reason. Yes. And so it's there's no kids, but the entire thing has been about for the kids. They have the kids. They're growing up now. Agnes makes a comment where, like, kids, you can't control them. Yeah. And then with the babies, Wanda's power doesn't affect the kids. Yeah. Is there a way where eventually they're going to grow and then be turned against her? Very well could be. Very well could be. Um, I, I, I know you don't watch trailers, but there is going to be kids in the next episode probably. Other kids? Yes. Thanks. And uh, it looks like shit's going to go wonky because of that. I know there. I've seen a screenshot of the trailer where Agnes is literally wearing a witch hat. Yeah, that's the Halloween episode. There's kids in the Halloween episode. Oh, okay, gotcha. But there's And so she's going to do something to try and convince a vision still like, Oh, here's all the children. Yeah. But (laughs) with that, they've shown other like people basically like glitching out. What if Evan Peters is just early for Halloween? Oh, he's just dressed up. Yeah. (laughs) It's Mephisto dressed up as Quicksilver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think the sword guy, I think he's, he's, he's got his hand in the pot. It's him. He's got something to do with this. I definitely don't disagree with that. 
Oh, and Wanda just leaving the hex too, and then just kind of fucking him up. Yeah, that was really cool. Just um, caught the fucking. I don't know how familiar you are with like the early X Men movies, like the early 2000s. I, I haven't seen a single X Men movie. I'm gonna be hands up. That's fine. It's very much uh, kind of like a reference to a scene of Magneto, who's like technically her dad. Yeah. Um, he controls metal and shit. There's a lot of scenes of him turning their guns on each other. Yeah. And so it was her kind of doing that same thing, kind of like a nod. Yeah. Okay. People are saying it was a lot of that, but it was a badass fucking scene. It was. He, she did the, and then they all yeah. pointed at her. Um, man, that's why. I'm like, that's I don't know. This is I think because they're trying to build it up where Sword is like these good guys trying to contain Wanda, and Wanda's the bad person. Like, I don't know. And it's very much like our main three characters at Sword: Monica, Jimmy, and Darcy are on Wanda's side. Yeah, and the other guys trying to get everyone else against her. Yeah, and we see that. In that gun scene where Monica's like, you helped me do this. Like, you let an outsider help you. You knew what you were doing. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know I'm trying to help you. Yeah. So, it's... I don't know. I feel like something's going to happen with that. Um, Speaking of Monica, though, the episode opens with all the Vision Wanda shit. And then we go back into the real MCU world. Yeah. Tests are being done to her, and the x-rays fuck up, and the blood work fucks up. Oh, that's totally an allusion to her powers. Yeah, I mean, it's just aggressively confirmed. Her her superhero name is Photon. Yeah. Which, I don't know about you, Jay. I think those would fuck up an x-ray machine. Yeah, probably. That's just my theory. Yeah, it's just, that's... It, it's a great way to tie in... You know, I don't know how she actually gets her powers in the comics. Hand up. Doesn't she get them from Captain Marvel? I have no Like, she has clue. Captain Marvel-like powers. Um... It's a good way to tie it in because they don't have to follow the comic. Obviously, WandaVision, it, it takes inspiration from some of the comics, but it's its own story. Um, it's, a, it's a good way to tie in the her having powers pl- with what she's doing. I just hope she's not literally like just Captain Marvel, like 2.0. Yeah. Because Captain Marvel's a badass, and you got to have levels to this thing. You can't just have two OP yeah. crazy people. I mean, well, Wanda's OP. Um, Monica was introduced as the second Captain Marvel. And she gained her superpowers after being bombarded by extra-dimensional energy. So, I mean... That's... They very much could just say that's Wanda's stuff. Also, they mentioned Cat Marv. V- very much so. And she said she didn't want to talk about her. She's pissed at her. Why? Um, some people are saying that, obviously, we found out her mom died of cancer. Could it be from hanging around Captain Marvel and all the radiation and energy she gave off? She gave her mom cancer. Oh. Shit, that sucks. Yeah, or because she was obviously her mom's best friend and very influential to her as a child. And then just left. And then she was gone for the next Probably that. 30 years. Probably that. Probably. 20 years. Not 30 years. Okay, so four more episodes, right? Or I heard there was, but, Riley said there's a rumor there might be 10 and they might do a double drop one day. Yeah. Don't know if that's confirmed or not. Four more weeks of it, at least. Either way, most likely. Most likely. Um, skipping over something, Jay. What? Uh, there was a tease of possible new characters. Uh, Monica, working on a whiteboard, doing some numbers. Oh, your your Reddit post very okay. much says I know an aerospace engineer, and then a very 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 intentional scene of her pulling out her phone, zooming in on her phone, and her contacting an aerospace engineer. Okay. Now, Doctor Strange, smart guy. Not an aerospace. Engineer. Not an aerospace engineer. No. More like a body engineer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now he's a, a time and space. and I would argue everything but aerospace. <laughs> um, he's the big cameo that everyone else knows about for sure. 
Yeah. She did an interview and she said there is a cameo that hasn't leaked. Some are saying it's Disney there trying to sell it. That was the Evan Peters cameo. But they said it was Mark Hamill level. Exactly. Evan Peters is not Mark Hamill level. It's not. It's just not. He was in two movies. Like, he's, yeah, and it's also Quicksilver. Like, Quicksilver's cool, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's not I mean, the person you're alluding to. If it really is X-Men and that's how they introduce X-Men, I could see where they would think it would be huge. Like, he's the representation of X-Men showing up. Deadpool? Deadpool would be cool. At the end? I mean, that would be fucking awesome, but I doubt it. They send Deadpool into the reality and Wanda's just you tearing him apart. You're forgetting something here, Jay. And then he just regenerates? Deadpool, very much not an aerospace engineer. <laughs> yep. In the comics, uh, Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four Yeah, very much is an aerospace engineer. Um, we heard in episode four, Sora talking about their their space program, astronaut training program. Yeah. Um, anyone familiar with Fantastic Four knows they get their powers from a fucked up trip into outer space. Yeah. It would make perfect sense if Monica was the person that's supposed to be in charge of Sword to know the super genius in outer space working with Sword, mm-hmm. who's an aerospace engineer, who has an upcoming movie confirmed. Yeah. So. Here's what I'm thinking now that you've been talking about this. So, obviously, you're teasing that Reed Richards. Reed Richards, Fantastic Four, is going to be the huge, incredible, no one knows about it cameo. John Krasinski? Very hopefully. And then I really hope we get a scene with him and Jimmy Woo where they're like, you guys kind of look the same. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Office meta- episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, f- a few things. First, if they go this route and your theory, you know, first you look into whether Vision is a little bit more red or not. And now you're looking into this. I think it's a much better theory. How I much do too. upvotes to this get? More. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was po- proud of it. I, no, I told Victoria last night, I was like, this is going to be a banger when I wake up. Woke up, had like 300. <laughs> <laughs> um, first, this, if your theory is correct, and they introduced Reed Richards, um, and all these other things that they've alluded to, an aerospace accident, all these things, probably means we wouldn't get a Fantastic Four origin story when they eventually make the movie. Yeah, which maybe, you know, people obviously thought it would either be Ant-Man or something. What if they just fucking lay the groundwork and out? Yeah. And they introduce him in this grow those characters in ant-man what what if he's not mr fantastic yet what if he's just a smart dude gets his powers in the ant-man movie but here's what i was hoping is how you would know they bring in a guy does reed richards have like a nickname mr fantastic (laughs) well no besides that like i was thinking like what if they bring in this guy Obviously, if it's John Krasinski, that's going to give it away right away. (laughs) It'd be very on the nose. They bring in this guy that's this aerospace engineer. Inverse.com. WandaVision aerospace engineers. Reed Richards already in the MCU. They'd love to see it. They didn't link your uh, Reddit post. Well, that's just... Adam, call him out. First reported by... (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, wouldn't it be sick... Do you think so? Would they just do a reveal like, oh, here's the aerospace engineer I know, Reed Richards? Or what if they brought in this character, didn't really say his name and everything, and you think he's just a normal dude, and they're trying to throw you off the scent of him being Reed Richards, and all of a sudden, his arm just stretches a little. I mean, <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah? episode eight, he's sitting on the de- sitting on a chair. I got to pull my mic back. He's sitting on a chair, and they're doing a presentation, and he just nonchalantly reaches his arm all the way to the whiteboard and like grabs the pen. <laughs> That's how they introduce him. I mean, I... <laughs> I feel like they would have to explain that he has his powers before just having his powers. Um, I think that's a good theory, though, Ty. I really like it. And it's it was and he doesn't have to fight or anything. He doesn't have to. You know what I mean? It's literally just yes. this guy exists. Here's who's playing him. He doesn't even have to be the other four. It could literally just be him. Yeah, just him to start. Yeah. 
and it's very much on the nose. Like, these guys are here. They don't have their powers yet. That's why they weren't in Endgame. It's not going to be alternate reality or whatever. Yeah. But they're in this universe. And and I'm I just – I feel very confidently about this because we already have the Evan Peters cameo. Mm-hmm. We already know Doctor Strange is going to show up. Not an aerospace engineer. They wouldn't go out of their way to have that scene and the zoom in on her trying to contact this person unless they had something big set up to follow up on it. Like, they could be like, I know someone about this and just cut away from it real quick or something, not make a big deal. Yeah. And have it just be someone, one of her friends, show up and help. But they made it a big deal for a reason. Is Natalie Portman? No, because Darcy would have com- contacted her. No, yeah, for sure. So this article on Nerdist.com, who is the aerospace engineer? First one, the Fantastic Four, question mark, question mark. Second one. Oh, this isn't even. Scrolls. Oh, I uh, also remember people are saying in the Spanish version, however, it was a her. She was like a, a basically like a girl aerospace engineer, mm-hmm. which kind of fucks up the theory if that is the case. I don't know if that's like for sure, for sure or not. Mm-hmm. Um, if that is the case, I, I feel like. I don't know this for a fact, but Sue Storm is also smart and, like, does shit in space, obviously, because they're all up there. Yeah. Very easily could just be a girl power. Everyone's expecting Mr. Fantastic, but you get the only girl from the Fantastic Four to tease them. The show has been very woman Yeah, I, Monica, which is Monica's great. been fucking fantastic in this. I, I'm hoping they do a lot more with her moving forward. Yeah. Because just her acting and performance throughout as Geraldine, as Monica on the outside, has been great. She's been killing it. Elizabeth Ol- Olsen's been killing it. And Paul Bettany, except for when he tried to intimidate me in the living room, has been killing it. (laughs) Catherine Hahn's been killing it. This has been a fucking great show. Yeah. So this article from DigitalSpy.com referencing an aerospace engineer who might be up for this challenge. This would be so disappointing. (laughs) This is nothing against this person. Monica grabs her phone and starts texting. At this point, it's not clear who she might be talking about. But our best guess would be James Rhodey Rhodes. Yeah. So people have said that. Um for I guess he's an aerospace engineer in the in the comics. Yeah. They have shown zero zero hints at him being smart in the MCU. That's one thing where it's like obviously if that's how it is in the comics, you can do that if you introduce a character. Yeah. He's been a character since the very first MCU movie and we have had seen zero of him working on something, being smart, figuring something out. He's the badass military guy, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he's not the inventor. He uses Iron Man's shit. Now, I was thinking, worst case scenario is not Don Cheadle. There's one thing that would be worse. Who would be the worst aerospace engineer that could show up? I talked to me. I don't know. Professor Hulk. Oh, fuck, Jay. Is he an air? He's like, he's radiation. He's just smart, though. But he's radiate. Don't do not do that. I fucking, I, I rewatched Endgame for like the first time all the way through the other day. Uh-huh. Um, I fucking hate Professor Hulk. <laughs> me too. It's such a bad decision. And it's just so stupid when they go back to, like, 2012 and, like, actual Hulk comes by smashing stuff. He's like, I, th- I think this is stupid. And, like, smash stuff. Like, you're Hulk. You're not supposed to think it's stupid. That's your only job. They, it's literally just Mark Ruffalo, but big and green. Which is not what we I, – I get it's kind of tired. Like, I totally get that eventually the whole don't make him angry, like, and he's got to transform and he's always out of it after he transforms. I get that's eventually kind of like a – a lazy trope, almost like not a lazy trope, but it's eventually a hurdle you have to overcome, and it gets old after a while. You know what I mean? But just make Professor Hulk also smash. That's all they need. I agree. Like you do, give everything. more Hulk. Yeah, 
Find a better balance because it's 99% Ruffalo. It's literally Ruffalo with big green muscles, and he's not utilizing him. He's just taking selfies. Yes. Like, they didn't even do the joke, like, when he took the selfie. He could have, like, grabbed their phone, took the selfie, and then accidentally crushed the phone. Yeah. But but instead, he fucking gives Ant-Man tacos. He's just the, he's the, he's the guy on the front of the green bean cans. <laughs> the Jolly Green Giant? Yeah. <laughs> he's just a friendly Jolly Green Giant telling everyone to eat their vegetables. <laughs> fucking hate Professor Hulk. Now, one thing comes to mind. Also, with the Don Cheadle thing, um, he was confirmed for Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. this past week or two. Um. I, you don't confirm him for a show and then make him the surprise of another show. And not only that, you don't put him in back-to-back shows. Unless he's just in this, but he's not the big cameo. Deadpool is. Well, either, either if he's not the big cameo, why would you announce before the show comes out that he's in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but then keep it a secret that he's in WandaVision? Yeah. He's the level of announce he's in it, not yeah. surprise people. Yeah. One thing I didn't think of, Jay. Um, Until right now? Yes, actually. I don't know her her origin story and stuff from the comics, but there was a tease of, not a tease, confirmation of Armor Wars. Yeah. Or Ironheart. Ironheart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Riri, Riri Williams, the new Iron Man, creates her own suit and stuff. Okay. What if that's her backstory? Okay. She's the super genius that shows up. Okay. They switch it up because I believe she's she's younger and not like an aerospace engineer or whatever in the comics. Mm-hmm. They switch it up because she is supposed to be super smart. Yeah. That's how they introduce her into the MCU. How would what's her name know? They'd have to explain how they knew each other though. She she helped with Sword. She helps work at Sword. Okay. She's super smart. She works at Sword. She's been doing shit there. She is an engineering student. I. She's going to have a suit of armor that flies. That sounds like aerospace. Not like Rhodey, who just borrows one. She's going to create one. You know what they're going to do? If Whether or not she's in this in the future when they do the series. Um, because in the comics, she went to uh, MIT. She's 100% going to be in the crowd at that MIT presentation in Civil War. <laughs> it's 100%. That's just done. like they that's did with no, Jill and Hall. That's yeah. She got snapped away, too, so she's still young. Yeah. Well, she was a freshman. No, no. She was a prodigy high school student. At MIT. Mm-hmm. Super genius. Got snapped away. Still like 20. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. That would be sick, though. That's the only other option I could see is them doing something. Because or it's just going to be. You have to introduce this character. Or it's literally just going to be someone small and we're all over. Like, I, I don't think they would make that big of a deal of it. She would make the comment, but they wouldn't zoom in and hold the camera on her messaging on her yeah. phone. That is very much a. Captain Marvel, that's Nick Fury pulling out the pager. Yeah. And what's on the pager? Oh, shit, it's Captain Marvel. That's a good point, Ty. What if it's Captain Marvel? Nah, Captain No, Marvel's she's mad at her. That's right. She said, fuck that. Okay, well, we're good. Uh, one last thing I want to touch on. I don't know if you have any more notes. No, I think we're good. Uh, the the commercial for this one? Lagos? Correct. Lagos, what was it? Uh, what was the product again? Uh, paper towels. And it was to clean up a mess that you didn't mean to make? <laughs> yes. It was um, spilt red liquid. All the blood from yep. her destroying everyone. Civil War. Um, are these commercials going to have some big payout, or is it literally just going to be more kind of just intertwined kind of? I think it's just trauma stuff. Um, I could see Ultron or, or Thanos showing up. Um, something to do with her killing Vision originally. Yeah. Um, it's just trauma. They've all been different things. Her thinking she's going to die with the Stark bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, being experimented on. Hydra soap, uh, the Hydra she had yeah. still working on her. 
Um, and then this one when she fucked up and created a divide in the Avengers. Yeah, she's had a kind of fucked up time. Yeah, and then she's forced to kill the person she loves, only for Thanos to resurrect him and then kill him in front of her. Like, no, I want to do it. <laughs> that's so mean. And now everyone's mad at her because she, maybe she went off the deep end a little bit. Can you blame her? That's that's what the video I watched was talking about, like all the shit she's had, to, like being experiments on, losing her parents, getting fucked, you know, with Ultron. and then Having her brother die. Yeah, and then eventually turning, you know, with the Avengers, and then she has to get fucking locked away because of the Soviet Accords and... Sokovia Accords, excuse me, um, and then fucking get snapped away after, you know, like you said, killing her her love and then him getting died again. And then she comes back and she fights Thanos a little bit, but that was like it. And then at the yeah. end, that's what they were like in the video. It made me laugh because they were like talking about like how everyone was standing near someone they were affiliated with at Tony Stark's um, funeral. And she was like standing next to the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, like these guys have, you know, a connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, she had the, she had easily had the worst go of it. Yeah, I don't blame her. Yeah, man, just fucking. Also, I liked how because there was uh, a lot of different. I think family ties one of them. A lot of Full House vibes. It, I think we'll get even more of that next episode for nineties. It was just like because her sisters obviously played you know the the youngest daughter in Full House. Yeah. Should we expect if they do do more Full House? Like I met a joke about it. I feel like we'll probably get one. I hope so. It's just very, very on the nose. Her playing a show, pretending to be the show her sisters her real life were sister. played in. Yeah. I also forgot, like the whole thing's about twins. Mm-hmm. She's related to twins in real life. Very good casting. If anyone's a twin expert, it's a sibling of twins. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I got nothing else. So in the Halloween episode, isn't she wearing like her costume from the comics? Yep. So is Vision. Which? Wh- how are they going to explain that? Well, it's just real simple, like dress up. I should dress up as Scarlet Witch. I don't know. Like, is she like who's she gonna tell the townsfolk she is? You know what I mean? That's a great question. Um, Vision's also dressed up in like just stretchy spandex. Not spandex. Is he green and yellow like yeah. in the comics? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. A yellow cape and a bright green outfit. Um, do we get a Quicksilver in a comic book outfit? Probably makes sense. What about the twins? What do they dress up as? I maybe more superheroes. Whatever their outfits are in the comic books. She's had a bunch of uh, moments that kind of break her out of this reality. What if one of her sons wants to dress up as Iron Man? <laughs> I don't know how they know Iron Man exists, but I, I'd be fine with it. I don't know. I'm excited. Every week, it's just more and more fun. Um, the the one thing we skipped over, possibly the best part of this episode. Oh. Um, the Vision Baby pictures. <laughs> yeah, me and Riley were laughing. That was comedy. I was like, that doesn't even make sense. He was born an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we've seen, we see it. It was funny though. It was great. It looked like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> also, isn't it crazy how the twins can like grow when they want? I thought that was interesting. It's almost like because they're like from Wanda and a part of Wanda, like they have some control on what's going on too. On the reality, yeah. Fuck. But like they have control on the reality, which is why Wanda doesn't have control of them. Yeah. Because they they just said, fuck it. When their dog died, they wanted to do it again. I'm very excited for the next two episodes. And then after that, I'll be very excited for the next three episodes. Dude, I'm just... We're halfway through WandaVision, Jay. And there's still so much. And the best is probably yet to come. And it's already been very, very, very good. And the episodes keep getting longer. That, that was my favorite part. Is because it was like their full sitcom episode on their sitcom stuff. Yeah. 
with the real life stuff also sprinkled in, which made it, you know, 35 minute episode. Yeah. Perfect length. Probably going to keep getting longer, or at least stay at least at that level. So I'm thinking probably right around that 40 minute runtime, seven minute commercial um, for the next two. Yeah. And then we'll see how it ends. Oh, fuck. I'm stoked. I almost feel like we haven't got a lot of the modern family stuff in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I wonder if episode six is like half sitcom and then it finally just goes to shit in the middle. Could be. And we don't even get like a full modern family sitcom episode. Like it just goes to shit before you can finish that. The sitcoms. Mm, I think they, they're going to let it go to shit in like episode seven. So half they'll get a half modern family. Well, modern family is supposed to be like the 2000s, I think. Yeah. So this next one's 90s. Episode six. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Episode 7 will get a little bit of Modern Family. Then it'll go to dog shit. And then 8 9 will be like the well, final hurrah. Yeah, but we'll get some Modern Family. Yeah, I'm saying oh, we'll get Modern Family. We'll go to shit next episode and we won't get any Modern no, Family. No, no, no. We'll get Modern Family, but I think like instead of the other ones where it finishes out, like it's going to be cut abruptly where you expect Modern Family and the entire second half of it's just fucked. Yeah. You know why I think we like this show? Why? Because we always do our, our crazy like post credit things about Wolverine showing up and all this stuff. Like, Evan Peters just showing up at the door is literally something we would have thought of. Also, very much a post-credit scene. Yeah. They're arguing during oh, the credits. Yeah. And then after the credits is when he shows up. Very meta by Marvel. I didn't even think about yeah. that. People were pointing it out. I was like, that's pretty fucking clever. It was a post-credit scene. Because he argues through the credits, and Evan Peters showing up was a post-credit scene. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't think she's in control, though. I think he's being manipulated or... Something's happening. I, I, I generally don't think she picked him from another reality, plucked him from another reality, just to wrap a bow up on that conversation. I agree. I'm excited for next week. Um, however, first, Jay. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about m- making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. A mind-bending love story following Greg, who, after recently being divorced and then fired, meets the mysterious Isabel. A woman living on the streets and convinced that the polluted, broken world around them is a computer simulation. Directed by Mark K- Mike Cahill. Yes. Um, so we watched this movie because it was Owen Wilson. Sam Hayek. And mostly Owen Wilson. Uh, we watched this <laughs> instead of, what's the other one? I have no idea. The Zendaya movie? Oh, Malcolm and Marie. Which I think is getting much better. Uh, I'm almost positive it is. Reviews. And might have been a better watch. Malcolm and Marie on only a 58%. So they're both rotten. Um, Bliss is more rotten. Bliss having a 28%. Yep. 
Now, this movie, so it's like a sci-fi rom-com is kind of how it's described. Of course, spoilers. Now, we talked about this before the pod. And we, you seem to really not like this movie. Mm, and yeah. I seemed, I seemed, I thought this was a, a, a decent watch, a decent to good watch. Um, personally, I, I didn't, there was things when you run a fine comb and you do a thing like the movie scale, you, you pick it apart and you dissect things. And that leads to a score that isn't fantastic for me. And I think it's going to be even worse for you. And then just comparing, you know, what my score is compared to what we've rated movies in the past, you know, it's probably fitting. Um, I just, it, but you know what, watching it, I wasn't necessarily hating what I was seeing. I don't know if you had that experience. I did not have that same experience. So you did not hate it? No, I, I was hating what I was seeing for the most part. What did you hate about it? it? It's It was such a movie where we reviewed uh, The Little Things last week. Yes. And it was like this mystery crime thriller movie that was not that good. Yeah. Um, This was the worst version of that mystery where it was just... It wasn't a crime. Well, no, but but a mystery where it was just trying so hard to be mysterious that the lines got blurred yeah. aggressively, and it was just a hodgepodge of everything. Yeah. Um, which does not make for a clear-cut story. I think that's the point. Or key though. elements. That's the point, but you have to execute it good, and this movie did not. It, I don't think the director knew what he wanted the movie to be. I think there was a lot of things that, and I picked up on it, like watching it and then re-watching it, I think these are one of those movies where, like you said, they did blur the reality a little bit. I feel like this is a movie where Mike Cahill, 41 years old, if this is the same guy, it is. I feel like he might have thrown a lot of, like, really, 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 and I have an example. So we'll talk about it at the very end. Obviously, it's a simulation, or is it the real world? Uh, spoiler alert, of course, as always. They leave it open-ended. You don't know if it was indeed a simulation and this fake reality is real or if he was a fucking druggie and envisioning everything that was happening. Yeah. Um, I think Mike Cahill probably put super subtle things in there throughout that nobody would pick up on except the one that I picked up on. I picked up on one real subtle too, Jay. And it's one of those movies like if we sat down with Mike Cahill for an hour and he explained every single scene like, oh, this means this. And you could be like, okay, I understand the thinking. Now, that being said, if you're just watching it, obviously you're not going to have that experience. Yeah. And I think that. For really good movies like that, mm-hmm. where it's, is this true, is that true, there's good arguments for both sides, but not very many good counter-arguments, meaning you can't disprove one or the other. Yeah. You can just choose to, I want to think this way, I want to think this way. Throughout this movie, there's multiple things that disprove both, which is my like my, what? My biggest issue with We'll it. talk about that at the end. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there's the story, and good ones you can prove either, but you can't disprove either. This one, both were disproved to where he just wanted to make it to where there was two truths to this movie, which does not make a compelling movie. I, he was trying too hard. I have something that I think does prove definitively one way what is the truth and disproves that the other one is not the truth. Okay. And I have it on video. I took a video oh, of it. Oh, it's the same thing. Okay. It's the girl in the background. Okay, yeah. So but, you picked up on that too? Yes, I saw it right away. There, there's a girl walking in the background, and she glitches out, and then there's a duplicate of her, and then another duplicate of her in the shitty world, which is like the the quote-unquote real world or simulation world, yeah. I think, where he's supposed to be a druggie or whatnot. Okay, uh, so we'll just talk about it now. Plot slash story. First of all, 
Is this a real world? Is this a simulation? I believe it was indeed a simulation. Okay. Because of that scene I mentioned. That's fair. But then in, in the real world, the the real world, he's still seeing simulations of the fake world. I th- I think that whole dumb explanation of they brought some of the particles with them or whatever is what they were actually going with. And he still has control over people when she's getting mobbed by people and he still has superpowers in the real world. Yeah. That makes no sense. I think because since there was simulation stuff going on, that that somehow accounts for why that was possible. I think. I just – he has – you know, he takes the pill in the the – quote-unquote real world where it's all pretty and stuff yeah and then it's all split apart yeah and if that is the real world i mean maybe she did it on purpose but the smoking thing he saw that before it happened in the real world it would make sense like if if that was the simulation but like in the simulation he draws draws the picture of her smoking well you could make the case that she maybe always stands there and watches the sunset and smokes yeah you could (laughs) it's just it was the exact same pose how often does she pose exactly like that? But um, I think, yeah, I think it was a simulation. It, it was dicey, some of those things, like you mentioned, um, the whole coming into it and whatnot, um, you know, coming into the real world, the simulation coming into the real world, because they didn't take the full dosage of the blue crystals or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's why he didn't fully get his memory back and stuff. But it, it was dumb. Don't get me wrong. That was kind of a dumb explanation for all that. Um but and again too at the end before you know he goes to rehab and whatnot uh Salma Hayek they only have enough of a dosage to uh one of them to go back or whatever and Salma Hayek is the one that goes back and the cops are surrounding her and she you, you see her put it up to her nose and then you see Owen Wilson just kind of like look surprised and then run away um see because like you could make the case like oh she got shot or something then you're like he knows this is the real world that's why you went to rehab but there was never any gunshots Mm-mm. so did she take this thing and then literally just pass out you know what i mean and then the yeah. cops just apprehended Still her picked her up and that's why he went to rehab i don't know that which is that's what makes me like i want to talk to this director and be like was that girl glitching out in the back intentional like was that your cue like this is actually simulation well, I, and he's just or is that just a legitimate mistake somehow in like CGI, and this is actually the real world? No, that that, that had to have been intentional. It was, it was, it was very much in frame and in focus too. Like yes, yeah. like it was. You were supposed to catch that if you're keep like a keen eye. And right before that, I don't know if you noticed. So it was Owen Wilson. It was a classic two shot. Owen Wilson, Salma Hayek. They were standing in front of the rehab center. Yeah, I did notice that actually. So, um, I, I just I feel like if you were to sit down with this director. He would give you the bunch of bullshits. Well, it's it's however you want to perceive it. It's <laughs> it's whatever you think it is, which is good if you do it good. He doesn't do it good. He's trying to make that kind of movie, and it just it gets so fucked up in the process. So what'd you get plot? I feel like this is more key elements than plot, but I don't know. It depends how you approached it. I gave it a five. Wow, I gave it a ten. I it it was confusing and it did not make sense why they were doing some things and it seemed like they were making it up as they went along like oh now we have these oh we got to make sure we have the right amount oh you're i just the entire thing it it didn't well doesn't every movie kind of make stuff up as they go along with new sure but you understand (laughs) from point a to point b yeah you get why they're doing things with a lot of this it was like we're doing this and now we're doing this and now we're doing this and they're 
there wasn't as much continuity with it. And like I said, I again, it, it's key elements bleeding into this. Yeah. It just got so convoluted and blurry. I thought I gave it a 10. Obviously not a good score. Um, it had a very structured uh, first act, second act, third act. Okay, yeah. Which is fair. I mean, it first did. act, simulation, second act, real world, third act, back in the simulation. Um, I thought... I just, and this is kind of characters as well, but my character score actually isn't that high for a specific reason. I kind of liked the whole, and it, it's also key elements. It's just one of those things where all these things are kind of intertwined. Um, it's a rom-com, and it was sci-fi, and it honestly wasn't either of those things, if we're being honest, and we'll talk about that in key elements. But I did like the development, like it, the following of Owen Wilson's character and kind of his confusion through the whole thing. And I don't know. I liked Owen Wilson in this. I I did too. Um but I, I think, you know, his his how quick he is to believe her with like the pills and stuff and how they're doing shit out like well, you that gotta skating realize he's, he's at rock bottom and Yeah, but it was like he has no problem with it. And, and my other thing is like it's so not original. Yeah. It's we're in a simulation, there's two realities. Like this movie is made because of other movies. Well yeah, it's like the Matrix yeah. and uh Hallmark movie combined. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very much like it, it's super intentional and it's just not it's not new yeah it's a worse version of things that already exist yeah um five i think it's it, it's i think it's a little new in the fact that it's trying to combine things but yeah the elements it is pulling from is not new but like a simulation rom-com i don't i don't can't think of any simulation rom-com it's you know? it's kind of pulling on um I don't remember. Have you seen Inception? No. Inception, very much a dream world. Yeah. And the th- main thing is is Leonardo DiCaprio's wife like haunts him through his dreams. Yeah. And so that's the struggle of does he believe this girl? Does she believe him and shit? Like it's taking that element as well. Like it, everything in this movie has been drawn from somewhere else. So even like the rom com thing where it's like oh she knows what's going on he has to trust her like we've seen stuff like that before in other movies too. Yeah. Maybe not in this way. Maybe the combined package is unique, but all the different aspects of it feel borrowed. What were those brains in the glass supposed to be? I don't know. It's the brain machine. Also, why can't they just take them out of the simulation? Is it like, would it be too emotionally scarring? I don't know. (laughs) That's what I don't get. Like, it, it was trying so hard, but it never explained itself. Yeah, that's fair. Um, also, does, has he lived his entire life? And that's or is he just loaded up at like age 35 with all these fake memories? I think that was kind of supposed to be the accepted. That's why his daughter isn't real. It's his memories yeah. of the daughter. But, and it, like, I think that final line too is supposed to be telling. Cause he, he said he goes to rehab and he pulls out a picture and all he says is this girl tells me I'm, do- I'm her daughter or he, she's my daughter. And I think I believe her also. Why couldn't they have ended on that? Ended on what? That scene. They did. No, they don't. They fade to black and then come back for a 15-second shot of him bringing his daughter flowers and them hugging. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, like, they literally fade to black like the movie's over and yeah, then yeah, insert yeah. another scene, fade to black. Yeah, I think that would have been a better ending. Yeah, just I forgot the other ending existed because of it. I think that would have been a, at least a... I, it, was, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen because it wasn't like it cut to another scene. Like, it fade to black, unfade to black... <laughs> Another ending scene. Like, they couldn't decide which ending to go with, so they did both. <laughs> yeah. Visual slash cinematography. This is my highest score. Me too. 14. Also gave it a 14. 
uh, I told you right away it was the grainiest looking movie I've ever seen. Intentional though, very much so. And and then it's not the yeah. grainiest looking movie. It's very muted colors. It's supposed to feel like a dirty world. It's shot dirty. And then you come and it's very beautiful. And there's the overhead shot of him in the pool and the beach and the colors and the film looks a lot smoother, which is supposed to be like the real world or not. I I don't I don't fucking know anymore. Mm-hmm. The colored world. One thing I wanted to talk about plot slash story. Sorry. Going back again, one of the reasons I gave it a higher score is because I feel like there was like again, if you talk to the director and he puts these little hints in, when they show the old Owen Wilson like answering questions and he's all grumpy and he's like a dick and everything, she asks like, "Is there anything missing in your life?" And he said, "There is one thing, but I don't want to talk about it." I think that one thing is probably like children, and that's why he's so inclined to stay in the simulation, even if he knows it's a simulation, because he realized like in that moment because he kind of freezes when she asks him that and he envisions the daughter like. That was the one thing he was missing in his life. Maybe he realized he wasn't happy in this real world, so fuck it. I'm just going to stay in the simulation. But they didn't explain all that. It was kind of stuff you just had to pick up on yourself and assume. Yeah, that's fair. I, I viewed it as this guy's a doctor. He knows he signed up to do this and help with this experiment. Why is he being such a dick to these questions? <laughs> like This is very much your part of this experiment. Why are you being annoyed at her asking well, questions for the experiment? They're, they were dating or married or whatever, and she, maybe he just got dragged into it a little. And he's like a failed, like up until then, maybe he was like a failed like inventor because he invented that thought machine. Thought board and she said thing. it was very popular in very close bubbles or whatever. Yeah. And I love the, the theory of like drilling like an asteroid and then just giving everyone money. Like that's how the economy works. It's fantastic. And that's supposed to be the real world in this because the other world has people glitching. Fuck, maybe he was just tripping. I don't know. That's the thing is it's just stupid shit on both sides. It's not like, oh, my God, it's neither of these make sense. I think my I'm just going to say it was a simulation because of that glitching. Okay. Key elements. I gave it a four. Okay, I gave it a seven. I'm it's, not really going to defend it. Seven's a low score. I just didn't go as low as you. Yeah, it's just it's everything I said in story, but without the good parts of the story because it's just the sci-fi rom-com elements. The, I think the, maybe the only reason I might have given a little higher is I did laugh a few times just on stupid shit. Okay. Like when he uh, when they were at the roller rink and they, he threw the light down and it just smacked the guy in the face. It was just slapstick comedy, but it made me laugh. <laughs> okay. There was another moment I don't remember, but. Made the grandma fall. That was fucked up. <laughs> that was pretty I didn't really get the, why that was necessary. Oh, and that was another thing. Like, remember in that scene they leave the roller rink? And they're like in this oh, suit yeah. and they're watching the cops go away. But then it's him in the cop car. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, he's in the cop car now. They're arrested. Was he supposed to be tripping? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm saying like, it's not like a good convincing, like, oh, this means that maybe I'm just stupid. That's probably what the director would tell you. If However, you would if you don't understand, you're not smart enough. Going off the critic score, I, I'm guessing he's just smarter than everyone. Because <laughs> I'm not alone in this. Um, it, it's bad sci-fi. The rom-com was, it was fine. I like Owen Wilson, Sam Hayek. There wasn't like a lot of like romantic, like, you no. know what I mean? Like, it, it was actually, I say it was fine, but it was jumped into it. She was like, kiss me. And then they kissed and now they're a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess like, I guess too, a little bit of an endearing thing was I liked just, like I said, the development of Owen Wilson and how he portrayed his character. Yeah. Just that like mental struggle he was going on and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'd agree with that. This felt, I feel like labeling it as a rom-com almost isn't fair because it's not that romantic, but I think that's something that has been like in the description it's also not that for funny. that movie. Yeah. So, 
Is it really labeled a rom-com? I don't know. We might just be making that up. Because the more I'm thinking of it, they just don't intentionally have comedy. Like, sure, there's stuff you could laugh at, but... I, I think that might just it's be... It's drama, me. romance, sci-fi. Not okay, comedy. so no comedy. It, uh, it, my score doesn't change for key elements. Me neither. It probably would have went down if it was a confirmed, uh, confirmed comedy. I was going to see if uh, Armin White reviewed this. He has not. Probably he's going to give it a fresh. <laughs> um, characters, Jay. My middle of the road score, 12. Seven. Wow. Look, I I liked Owen Wilson. Like I said, I've said it three times now. But I really liked Owen Wilson. Uh, Salma Hayek is – I thought she was fine. Um, I thought they were decent off of each other. There was a few – there was, like, one scene in particular where, like, you could very obviously tell it was, like, a recut. Like, it was like, oh, take that again. And, like, okay. the way they cut it just was not smooth. But I don't know if that's – that hurts. But I gave it a 12 because I liked them. But there was just nothing else. Yeah. Um, seven. Uh, I think the daughter was a good character for like a side character. Um, I yeah, liked that. She's okay. Well, I liked how they used her throughout the story. Yeah. Um, I liked Owen Wilson. The son was just so unnecessary. Yeah. He was annoyed with the dad, and then he shows up to the final scene and still isn't going to go and do anything. Yeah, just let his sister run in this ghetto ass. And it's just, I'm here. <laughs> uh, just not necessary. Um, Bill Nye being Bill Nye. It was aggressively, um, much like super intelligence, which I gave an extra point to characters for Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. This was a six until Bill Nye showed up. (laughs) Um, you get a point for, Hey, it's that guy. I like that in movies, which this is an important thing to know. I don't know if you picked up on this. And again, it's another thing. Like you don't really know. Bill Nye was in the simulation. Was he after they? Um, well, he was after he when he was at the bar watching on the TV. No, at on, the TV at the, the cell the phone, TV. the cell phone place, and they were watching all the TVs. Bill Nye was on one of the TVs. It's on both sides of the simulation. So again, was he just tripping, and he was just envisioning Bill Nye because that's someone he recently saw on TV? Maybe the real know. world's a simulation, Jay. But when he's not looking at a girl, she's still glitching out in the background. What do you mean? So the the colorful world where Bill Nye is at, yeah. The only reason Bill Nye shows up as a character is because he saw him in the That's real world on TV. Okay. However, in the shitty world, there's still people glitching out in the background for no reason. Okay. They got two stars in Roger Ebert of four. All right, good for them. I don't know if that's good. Um, no, I just Salma Hayek. She wasn't that good. It was fine. Owen Wilson was better. Um, he didn't blow me away, and like six seems a little low, but it was seven, seven because Bill okay. and I. Sorry. Um, I think the acting was fine. The character writing and the character development for the individual characters was just so lacking. The brother was useless. Sama Hayek's character was was there, but she wasn't doing much. You never really knew where she stood. Mm-hmm. Wasn't development. There's Owen Wilson's, and even at the end, it's like you still don't know what he thinks. Because he said, I'm going to stay in the simulation either way. And then he goes to rehab in the simulation. And his boss dies and then comes back. But he's also a wanted, wanted person because they killed a lot of people in that simulation. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think he knows it's a simulation and he's just embracing it. That's my final answer. Yeah, and the boss came back. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> he knows it's a simulation. He saw her disappear. And he's just accepting it, and he's living with it because he knows he wants to have a daughter and a family. All right. Yeah. 
I can't wait for Bliss 2 when Salma Hayek comes back and saves him. <laughs> What'd you give it for enjoyment? Now, see, like I said, this was a movie where when I broke down the things, I don't know, like the writing's not fantastic. And the more you talk about it, the worse it gets. And the key elements aren't there. And the characters, there wasn't much outside of Owen Wilson and Salma Hayek. But for whatever reason, I was watching this movie and I didn't hate it. I wasn't sitting there like, man, this sucks. Um, I wouldn't say I loved it per se, but it was a decent watch for me. I was turned my brain off for an hour and a half, whatever. And I kind of just, you know, did what I did. I gave it a 13. I gave it a five. Jesus. 13 I, is on my probably would not sit through again, but caught my attention at points. But the highest of that's that area. Five is the highest of my worst tier. <laughs> So it's not in the dumpsters, but it's not good. I I it wasn't that much of a struggle to get through. It's just they the, they were setting up for payoffs, and you never really got good payoffs. You never really knew what the fuck was going on, and it was just kind of meandering. And a good chunk of the movie is in that that grainy, shitty world. Yeah. So it just kind of creates that vibe with it too. <laughs> and like it, it plays good off the colorful one, which is why I gave it a good cinematography score. But if you like, I, it just kind of brought me down, and I was just not having fun with this movie. Now I'll ask you something, Ty, because you didn't like um, the little things. I didn't either, but you liked it more than this. You didn't like how it was kind of. Do you just not like open-ended movies? I love open-ended movies. Again, Inception. You don't know how that movie ends, but it does it so fucking good that it's fantastic. Inception, if we did like a scale on Inception, it'd be in the 90s for me. Because you're saying like payoffs. I don't know what you mean by payoffs. Like by payoffs, I, I mean like it closes the story and it's not ending open-ending. Ending open-ending. More like the setup, like they set something up and then resolve it to where, I don't know, like in in all the little things or whatever, the Rami Malek fucking killing yeah. Jared Leto. Like that's set up. That's a shit payoff. Like there, there really is no good setup yeah. for that payoff. Like you're expect you're he's supposed to be breaking down and going fucking insane because of this guy the entire movie hits him with a shovel and kind of is just whatever is when, like, when he finally snaps but there should be a build up to that snapping point yeah like maybe there is a few but then it happens and like that's a shitty payoff yeah this is like I'm waiting for them to do stuff and like the oh person glitching or I don't know which reality like there isn't a good enough setup for that shitty payoff yeah the movie you know obviously there's the climax where everything's building up to it. Yeah, there's little parts of that throughout the movie where like this is setting up this, this is setting up that, and if those don't work well, I'm I'm not gonna have a good time with the movie. That's fair. That's fair. It's just I, this is a very unenjoyable watch, and I'm upset because I was looking forward to it. I want to see Owen Wilson and some weird shit going on, and unlike well, at the beginning when it's the the it's supposed to be the simulation, like his wallet glitches out right away. Yeah. So like that's the fucking simulation. Yeah. Why does he have powers in the real world where they mine asteroids and give away money for free? That's the real world, baby. I really didn't like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I gave it a 56 out of 100. I gave it a 35. Wow. Um, That's real low. It's in the fucking dumps. 35, 56. That gives us, Jason, an average score of 45 and a half. This was close to our biggest difference, but it's not Hubie Halloween. Um, we were 21 points apart. Hubie Halloween, we were 28. So, damn. 45 and a half puts this at 42. Right above Mulan. That's where I predicted it was going to go. Right above Mulan. 
right above Mulan, right below Super Intelligence. And I would agree with that. I thought Super Intelligence was a better movie. <laughs> Uh, this is completely random, but I just wanted to ask you about this. Uh, so we have our Within the Lines movie schedule and what movies we're watching every week. And we have movies in all of March. We got to do March Movie Madness. Oh, shit. But we also have WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I was thinking we're going to have to look at it. But because March is going to be kind of dead for sports. It's going to be spring training. Yeah. And maybe some NFL news. So maybe we're going to do less sports in March, and maybe we'll only have, like, two sports episodes that month, and it'll be one every two weeks. And we'll have two March Movie Madness episodes or something that is, like, a posted on a, a regular day for sports. You know what I mean? While also having our movie review plus WandaVision talk. Because having WandaVision talk, movie review, and March Movie Madness all in one episode is too much. I think March Movie Madness should have its own dedicated episode on the side. Which means sports, since it'll be dead, I mean, what are we going to have to talk about in March? NFL free agency and stuff, but that's like, I don't know, maybe do sports, yeah. Two weeks, and I then mean, the other weeks we do... Um, it'll be thin, for sure, in March. Yeah. April, we could start, you know, preseason baseball and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. But even then, it's like... I don't want to push back any of these movies, either. No, definitely not. So, we'll figure it out, though. Because we've got to do that. And this year, we're doing a di- little bit different. Yeah, come we'll, up with those lists. But. We'll figure something out. I I forgot about it. Um, but we do have a list of movies to watch. Yeah. Um, lots of HBO Max. Yeah. So if you're a listener, and you don't have HBO Max, it's gonna be thin pickings. <laughs> um, next week, Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Um, I don't know what this is. Yeah, I know it's like been. Messiah. Isn't it like kind of hyped a little bit? Uh, yeah. I think so. Ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a good. That's a good difference from ninety four reviews. Ninety nine percent with ninety four reviews. Um. So is that the guy from um, Get Out or which one is? Yes, he? I think so. Okay. I think he's also in Black Panther. I think he's like the the assistant dude in Black. Ryan Coogler, director of Black Black Panther, is a producer on this. Um. He is in Black Panther. Yeah. Offered a plea deal by the FBI, William O'Neill infiltrates the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party. That's kind of kind of on the nose there. <laughs> um, to gather intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton. This looks really good. It's got great reviews. Is this so? Is this an HBO Max original, or is this a theater release? It looks like a theater release on HBO. Yeah, in theaters slash HBO Max. I'm excited. I'm be honest. I, I've heard of this movie. I didn't know anything about it. I still don't really know much about it. I'm just going to go into it kind of not knowing much about it. But 99% with 94 reviews, that is very, very promising. When's the last time? I mean, Soul. But yeah, that's when's the last time we reviewed a really, really good live action movie? <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. But that's that was not a 10 year old movie. Yeah, it's not new. Like we, we said, hey, this is a really good movie. Let's watch it because it's a good movie. Palm Springs is a good movie, but not on the, really, like, really good. Not on like the that level though, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's an eighty-four. I'm I, excited. I don't. Nineteen seventeen. Yeah, and Parasite for me, which were on last year's March movie bracket. Movie yeah. bracket. Uh, March movie madness. I can't talk. It's been a long podcast. Um, I'm excited. I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be straightforward. I'm not gonna give it better scores because I want it to be good. I'm not gonna give it worse scores because I'm expecting too much. I'm just gonna be straightforward fire from the hip love it 
I wonder if uh, Armin White's the only one that gave it a, a rotten review. I, that would make sense. No, Kyle Pinion. Well, fuck that guy's Pinion. Judas' is right? lost heart at the conception stage and a script that just needed better focus or more care for both of its titular figures. Judas's flaws start at the conception stage. Isn't it like a documentary? So this guy's racist. No, I don't think it's a documentary. I think it's like a historical retelling. Biography. But yeah, but he's saying it starts with like the the problem started when they started talking about the movie. So he doesn't want them to make a movie about this. Racist. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Let's call him a racist. <laughs> um, I'm obviously kidding. I'm excited. It's going to be a great movie. After that, not so great, but it'll be all right. That's like three kids' movies after that. Is it? Yeah, we have Sonic the Hedgehog on February 19th, which obviously isn't a new movie, but it is new for to streaming, free streaming, on February 18th. Uh, what? I'm looking at our schedule here. Um, so that's – I've watched that movie. I'm going to watch it a second time. It is a good watch. You won't – it's not something that's going to blow your socks off, but Jim Carrey is really good in it. Um, so that'll be fun. We got Tom and Jerry, February 26th. I'm not that excited about that. Mm-mm. That's our record date, February 26th. And then Raya and the Last Dragon, that is the Disney Animation Studios. That will probably be good. And then Cherry, which I know you're very excited about. Cherry should hopefully be good. That's Tom Holland. Theaters only, though. And the Russell Brothers. Oh, until March 12th. So it's out on March uh, on February 26th. It then comes to Apple TV Plus on March 12th, so Got we'll it. review it then. And then we have the four-hour Justice League Snyder Cut. Which coincides with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier premiere. That's going to be the longest episode we've ever done. <laughs> we Just because Justice League is four hours don't mean we got to talk about it for four hours. I think I'm going to do four hours worth of shitting on it. <laughs> um, we'll see. Maybe it's good. And we have to rewatch the original and compare No, I'm not watching seven hours of Justice I want, League. I, we're gonna, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start both of them at the same time. I'm just going to like pause when there's added scenes in, so we'll keep them synced up, and then when the scene comes, we'll hit play again. Yeah. What if he shifts stuff around? And, and I thought they were just adding a few reshoots. Nope. No, I don't think that's the case, Jay. I don't think that's how well, you turn that's, a... That's what they've been saying. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Justice... It was already too long, and they made it even longer. So let's take a look here. The, the Justice League movie was two hours flat. Oh, shit. They literally doubled this movie. They added an entire movie to it. And are trying to say this is the better version of that movie. If it takes you an entire movie to fix a movie, it's not a good movie. And like four years. What year did it come out? Uh, 17. <laughs> Took you four years in another movie. Why don't they just make Justice League 2? Because they want this. Honestly, I feel like it's because they know they fucked up. And in order to move forward and be successful, they have to reboot. And instead of rebooting the entire franchise because they like who's playing these characters... They're doing a soft reboot with the same character, And this will be canon? Well, 100%. Snyder Cut will be canon. You don't spend all this money to redo something and not make it canon. Yes, Day. That, that's the <laughs> softest. That's in there. I don't want to watch it. We'll see what we do there. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Very excited. Very excited for that. Uh, we got some, some blank spots April 9th, April 22nd, but we do have Mortal Kombat on April 16th. I feel like I've been talking about this since the beginning of the movie pod, saying that they need to do this. Yeah. I know we've made episodes saying this was like, this and God of War would be my number one movies out of video games. And it's going to be so bad. <laughs> it's going to be so I don't know. I feel like it's going to be terrible. I don't. I just don't see how you can make a good Mortal Kombat movie. I, I mean, the first one wasn't bad, but. No, it was. It was awful. 
No, the first one's not that no, bad. No, it's bad. It's a good... It's, it's a, a pretty bad fucking movie. No, it's not. It's a good turn your brain off, just have fun. The second one is the one that's like one of the worst movies of all time. That's true. Um, I, I don't want to get that confused. I th- I like the first one. Let's see what the first one has on Rotten Tomatoes. Really not going to fucking show up? <laughs> it's only showing the new one. The 95 movie. 5.8 out of 10. Yeah, see? It's not terrible. What year did it come out? 97. 95. Yeah, the Annihilation or whatever it's called is the one that is like legitimately 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. 2%. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> 2%. The first one had 48. Again, it's just a – that's like right where this one's probably going to be. So, look. You said the more story they add into King Kong, the less you like it. Yeah. I aggressively want this to just be like 12 scenes – of just side angle action scenes. <laughs> like I'm just playing 12 rounds of the Mortal Kombat video game. <laughs> I don't want story. I just want to see these characters fighting with good graphics now. Yeah. And CGI. Yeah. They showed some of the screenshots and it looks good. Sub-Zero looks like a fucking badass. I'm excited. I feel like you were a Sub-Zero guy. I was a Scorpion guy. Okay, that's good. I wasn't sub- I didn't like Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero was the bitch guy. He was like, oh, f- freeze. Can't move. <laughs> No, I was a Scorpion, and then Raiden was my two. And then Liu Kang was my three. Nice. I played uh, the new Mortal Kombat, like 11, whatever one you played. I played it on the Switch the other day at Riley's Papa's. It was like a few weeks ago against uh, Gavin and some of her family, and they just shit on me. I was very out of pra- mm. like out of practice. It's hard. <laughs> it's difficult. But they weren't like juggling. Like They weren't good. You, you know were just I mean? really bad. Yeah. No, yeah, because you'll play someone. If they know what you're doing, you don't touch the ground. Yeah, it wasn't like that. It was like both of us whiffing a lot and then me just getting hit and dying. Mortal Kombat's fun. It is. The movie's going to be great. Ty, you got anything else? I don't. Um, we're up to 48 movies reviewed, Jay, which means our big our big 5-0 is coming up. It's going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. What a, what a way to celebrate. <laughs> um, I got nothing else. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.